This is final episode of the season of Georgia Bulldogs by the numbers. My name is Tug Cowart. We are going to break down that Alabama game. What happened? How did Georgia pull off a national championship? All the answers next on Bulldogs by the numbers. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Welcome to Georgia Bulldogs by the Numbers. My name is Tug Coward, along with Brent Rollins of Pro Football Focus College and UGASports.com, where I recommend you subscribe because you'll be the most informed Georgia fan on the face of planet Earth. There won't be pieces of information that you won't know about the Georgia Bulldogs by subscribing. UGASports.com is about $99 a year. Pro Football Focus is about $139 a year. Brent, how about them dogs? How about them dogs? You're a a double champ, Tug. Look, I didn't take a snap. I didn't get down on the field. I didn't take a shot. I didn't get hit hard. I didn't hit a home run. So I can't take any credit. I can't take any credit, but I sure did cheer my tail off. See, I think that deserves credit. Okay. All right. Well, that's you're, okay. you're, you are, you're a part of the dog nation. That's, that's right. Every it's a, it's a everyone's championship. Not yeah. just, not just the players and the coaches. No doubt about it. It was so exciting. Uh, you and I text back and forth during a game, a little bit moments where I didn't know which way was up. And then, at the end, you couldn't hide the smile if you would have had a 10-gallon hat. That plus just the relief, right? Mm-hmm. The relief when, when Ringo caught the had, had the pick. Yep. And there's probably still, even when he gets the pick, I think people go nuts, but there's probably still a little bit of the Georgia fan that's in the back of their head, crap, he's going to fumble or yeah, don't, what do could happen? Stupid, don't do something stupid here, don't get, a, don't get a penalty, just anything like that. But then it's score, it's no penalty, and just – that the the release of emotion and the sort of monkey on the back uh, i could you could just see it my kids went nuts we my boys and i were watching they stayed up they went nuts like jumping at the tv kind of thing so yeah i love it it was fun to see it is it is uh because my family same way you know we just we just were overjoyed but it didn't start out that way well there weren't you know there there weren't huge smiles throughout the game the first half georgia just really boring, kept actually. it was kind of boring <laughs> and georgia shot itself in the foot over and over and over and the only saving grace of that first half was that alabama never capitalized on any of those mistakes yeah it's it's the absolute utter key to the game 
out, you know, outside of bigger plays here, there, and things that happen in the second half, the forcing of field goals in the first half, and even you know, once it was thirteen to nine, and the, you know there was another field goal made at thirteen twelve. Though all of those forced field goals, you, know, you blocked one too. Yeah. So that that and really, when you think about if you're going to be a great defense, how is a great defense going to play today's upper echelon elite offenses, elite quarterbacks? It's not about you know until anything that happens before the red zone kind of doesn't matter. If you get a three and out, great. Or if you get a turnover, phenomenal. But if you can force field goals on these great offenses, that is as much, you know, it's sort of a win. damaging. Yes, it's a win. It's like a turnover. It's utterly like a turnover if you force a field goal. Yeah, and and there were so many things that could have gone wrong that didn't in that first half, and, and it made it you know, to, okay, you made it to the half. What are you going to do in this in the second half? And it, it was, it's interesting that uh, you talk about great defenses, and, and you had a tweet that talked about Georgia's overall defense was number one, and their run defense yes. was number two, and their pass defense was number one, and just uh, I mean they were they were they were number one or number two in every single category. And to yep. echo that, to illustrate that, they Alabama got down in inside the thirty six times and only scored once. They got down into the red zone in the inside the twenty four times and only scored that one that same one time. Yep. And Georgia fans would like would probably point out, hey, he kind of pushed off too. Yeah, at yeah. the time yeah, that no, they scored, still. which which was would be a fair assessment because you're right, he yeah. did. That was that was a great play from the QB. I think that one was more of a great play from the QB. Maybe I'll, so. I'll, 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 I'll allow it. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, the the uh, <laughs> I love it. The doctor will let it stand. The PhD in the room says it's okay. So you know what? Who am I to argue? But uh, then fast forward a little bit to the to the second. Something happened. I don't know if it was a great speech. I don't know if it was uh, Kirby hollering in somebody's face. What do you think happened at halftime that changed the dynamic of the game? I actually think, I mean, not much. I mean, I think they started to run the ball a little more. That was the biggest thing. They, they To me, they could have run for 200, north of 200 yards if they really wanted to, uh, especially with the way Alabama was playing their fronts uh, to the tight ends. But I, the biggest, the utter not talked about, I might be the only person who's just mentioned this, but to me, the biggest key of the game once you got into the second half was the drive that Alabama had that was 16 or 17 plays that took up like nine minutes of the third quarter. That's how I think that's why it's like, all right, is this game, what's going on with this game? But that drive, they didn't go tempo. They, it wasn't like it was a fast paced high, you know, tons of plays. They were just taking their time. They knew once Williams went out, that we just got to you know get to where we can you know, make one big play and then win the game. But that nine minute drive, almost nine minute drive, I think it kind of rested Georgia for the fourth quarter yeah. because right after that drive, you, when you get the block field goal from from Carter, like then Georgia goes and scores and, and goes up, and it, it's it, like I think that re-energized the defense. But they did it; they didn't do it with tempo. And I thought that was that was my key going into the game was you don't need to play this game at Alabama's tempo because when they get they're getting up and down the field, explosive plays all over the place, and you're having to trade blows points wise with them, you don't want to win that game. You wanted to win that game in the twenties. And that drive basically in essence sealed the fate that that game would be in the twenties. And it was, I think, re-energizing the defense. Carter made a great play on the block field goal. And then from there it, it became just big play after big play. Yeah, and it was, and all by uh, by Georgia for the most part, you know. And and the the other thing that was so interesting is that I heard, you know, 
some Alabama fans, most were like, congratulations, you know, just like you would expect because Alabama is the standard. Tip of the cap. Yeah, tip of the cap. Absolutely. It, it was Georgia's time and, and good for them. We've, uh, we still on a, on a down season, if you can call that playing in the national championship a down season, uh, they still had, you know, a national championship appearance. So, uh, you know, the few people that would bring up, well, they didn't have Mechie, and then they lost uh, Williamson, right? So, well, Yeah, Jameson Williams. Yeah, Williams, sorry, yes. Uh, I get I put the S-O-N on the wrong end. Jameson Williams, not uh, – anyway, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, yep. You, they lost uh, Williams, and they said, well, you know, we had to rely on freshmen. Well, did you realize that it was all freshmen that scored for Georgia? And I would also add – that uh, you had at the most important position on the field, a Heisman quarterback, and we have a walk-on. So I, I think it, the, the, everything balanced out quite nicely. I, I think that's the, that's the 100% key is that the balancing of all that happens. And you know the, the, these rosters are the two most talented rosters in college football, and they're usually going to be. Texas A&M, Ohio State, those, you know, now with some of the recruiting they're doing in Ohio State just traditionally. Like that's about it in terms of competing with the, the up and down – one through 80, you know, one through however many you want number you want to go high. But yeah, I don't, it all evens out. Even the, by the way, even the officiating stuff. Yeah. All that stuff did. to me in a game. And, you know, there's all the, and that's, I've always felt that way in general about officiating. It all evens out. There's some plus, there's some good, there's some bad. I will say, I, I, when I watched the Stetson play live, I thought, oh crap, that's a fumble, but I thought he stepped out of bounds. And, and it turns out he didn't. And then you, then they sli- when they showed the first one, like okay, ooh, toes on the toes on the line, and then they show the second one from the higher angle, and you're like, you've got to be kidding me. He was literally a centimeter from being out of bounds, it right? Was, uh, and he didn't even care, like yeah. didn't even know, it didn't. Yeah, it was very care. nonchalant. Yep, one hundred percent. But after that, I don't know if you know Stetson came off and said, "Screw this, we're going, coach, let's go. I'm ready. I put it in my hands." Like I don't know if Munkin said, "Hey." Forget it. We're just going up. But they absolutely went on the attack. They did from that moment through the end of the game, which what I was a you 20, know, 20 to nothing run yeah, after that. That's exactly right. And and I, you know, throughout you and I texting back and forth a little bit was like, you know, the the play calling wasn't terrific during no. the, during the first half of the game, and then in the second half it, it got much better. But I, if you believe Stetson. At the end of the game, they ask him, you know, what 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 happened after that fumble? He's like, I was not going to be the reason that this team lost this national championship. And if you believe him at his word, by golly, he lived up to doing just that. If he said, I'm not going to do it in his head, he went out and did it because he he led the charge and any of the naysayers and any of the doubters had to put all that aside because he proved them wrong. Very much so. And, you, and what's amazing, if you go look snap by snap, and there's a lot of things that you don't see unless you rewatch it and rewatch it slowly. I've watched basically the entire offense. Again, he played not good. <laughs> no, I know. At all. At all. And, and, here, and his numbers weren't bad. Even through the first three quarters, it's not like his numbers weren't bad. But the reason to me he didn't play good is because there were plays on the field where you could tell that I think what had been ingrained in his head all week was – if you don't ha- like, if there's any sort of second guessing at all in your brain, tuck it and run, get out of the pocket, like don't force the ball kind of thing. And that's not his DNA. We've talked about that all year. His DNA is to just go for it. Mm-hmm. And I think once the fumble happened, all of that, all right, I'm not going to go make these plays and make these throws. Cause like you noticed the first play after that, 
play action, you know, 18 to 20 yard throw, whatever it was to Burton. Mm -hmm. Like he, in the earlier in the game, the, like the second play of the game, he had Burton for a touchdown if he lets it rip. Yeah. It was a straight up touchdown play. They faked the toss. He, it's the play he ran and fumbled the ball and it came back to himself. Yeah. But if you rewatch that play, there's a touchdown there. Yeah. There's another play on third down where, you know, he scrambles out. If he plays in rhythm and, and just lets it rip, lads open for a you know, 12 yard gain on first down. Like, so, so many of those plays that he didn't make that just once the fumble happened, it was like, all right, whatever. And he went and totally just. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> drove the stake into the I'm here. I am, you know, in the jo words of Jock, I am that MF or yeah. I am that guy. He planted I, the flag. My story is legend. Yeah, period. He planted the flag, no doubt about it. And his story is, man, it's better than Rudy. It's it's better than anything. Yeah, it's in, in many ways, you're exactly right. I mean, this is an unbelievable I, story of a kid that was a walk on. There's only, you know, say there's only one in football that to me even comes close to rivaling rivaling that, uh, and probably trumps it, I guess, in a way. But that's Kurt Warner. Yeah, right. Which they yeah, made a movie story. about. Exactly. It's out. It's out in theaters now. I, I do believe. You know what yes. is it? All American or something? I yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that, whatever. Those it is. two stories. That's it. Yeah. No, it's, it's very fascinating. No, you're exactly right. He has cemented his his legacy. Uh, two things as we get ready to wrap up here. Um, what did Alabama, in your estimation, do wrong from from a X's and O's standpoint? Because for me, it was just simply. The fan looking at it, they didn't capitalize on Georgia's mistakes in the first half that that really sunk them in the second half. Yeah, I think two things that Alabama didn't do. They went away from their play-action game a little bit, and it, they just straight draw back, ball in your hands with Bryce 50-plus time, you know, times, here we go. So they got away, much like Georgia did in the SEC championship game. Interesting. They kind of got away from a little bit of – which overall in the season – they weren't as much play action just because I think the Bill O'Brien factor as their play caller. But I will say the other thing is they didn't try to move the pocket at all for Bryce because what Georgia did, it wasn't necessarily that Georgia had a massively different game game plan from a pressure standpoint, but they, it was in terms of like numbers, like, Hey, we're going to send this. We're going to send six play man. They played a little more man, especially once Williams went out, by the way, mm -hmm. a lot more man once we, he was out. Uh, but they, it was just how they rushed. And they engaged and attacked the center that they didn't do at all, really, in the SEC championship game. They made the tackles kind of come inside, force Bryce outside of the pocket. Because as great as he is, he really wasn't that good when you moved him. That's right. And even and his, we talked about that before. Yeah, the game. all season. He had, he had had that struggle. You're exactly right. All right. Then um, Georgia losing a lot. What, what can we expect from next year? I mean, we talked, when did we talk about this? Uh, maybe. It's probably week three, maybe. Yes, about how just enjoy this ride because you're going to see a completely different team, staff, all of it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you're you're talking, and we, and I think that day I said, hey, you're going to probably lose at least two guys on both both sides of the ball, staff wise. If not more. You've already, if not more, and you've already, you know, Lanning's gone yep. to Oregon. There's talk. There's talk and of changes. A lot of other changes that Munkin haven't really been potentially efficient. going to the NFL. Uh, I mean, I think that will happen. Yeah. Uh, but just in the players, you got to me, there's 20, there's like, I counted on the, I looked at the roster, there's 22 or 23 that are definitively gone. And whether that's them, you know, transferring out to the portal as a grad transfer, like Breeny, like Amir Speed. Right. But they were seniors anyway. They were, you know, they were relatively done unless they took a COVID year and came back again. But, and then you got it, you probably got another four to six or so they're going to be going portaling and then ones that go to the draft i think i mean you're gonna it's 25 to 28 you know guys just gone and you know it's one of those things where 
it all came together perfectly. The team itself came together perfectly. And you're, you know, you as a Georgia fan, you're, you can say, hey, our team's a national champion. Absolutely. Went out and rushed out at midnight and bought uh, new national championship T-shirts. Really, really Attaboy. final thought. Yeah, absolutely. We did the same Attaboy. thing for the Braves. Same thing for the Braves. Final, final thought. Stetson, because he's got a year left. Does he ride off into the sunset as a national champion, or does he cause a whole bunch of five stars to leave the University of Georgia? I do think he comes back, but here the only thing that make, gives me pause is he probably had in his mind before the, before the game, hey, I'm doing X, but then the game happens the way it does, and then the you know you win. And the emotion, and we saw the emotion on the sideline from him, threatening like as Ringo yeah. was running that. Yeah, like, tears. Those things happen, and guess what? That, that that makes it a little different. It does. The emotions that you got to, he might just wake up and be like, "This is pretty cool. I think I'm, I think I'm good." Yeah. But you know, he also might be like, "All right, let's run it back. I want to do it again." Like, who, who knows? But I, I do think I actually do think he'll be, he'll be back. Yeah, yeah. I, that makes me nervous about that quarterback room, <laughs> if well, that's the case. It, it, you know what's a What's amazing about it is, is you watch him and me, I, I coach quarterbacks uh, all, at all different levels. I've, I've been involved with him. He can still get a lot better. Like he played really well, but there's little things that he can do mechanically. There's little things that he can do from an anticipation standpoint that if he does, if he gets to those, those next couple of steps, he's legit, really, really good. Like <laughs> in, insanely you. good. I mean, he's yeah. already a national championship winning quarterback, but then it becomes you're winning because of him. Not, yeah, you know, spite. not with everything, not necessarily in spite, but not uh, that he's the sole reason right. a lot of times maybe gotcha. that you become victorious. There you go. This is George Bulldogs by the numbers getting ready to wrap up. Make sure you find Brent on social media at Brent Rollins, PhD. Is it Brent Rollins or B Rollins? Brent. Yeah, yeah, it is. Make sure I that, right? Yeah, I'll edit that. Uh, you can find me at Tug Cowart, and of course, uh, subscribe at ugasports.com for all the best information about Georgia. You will be the most informed Georgia fan in your office, in your friend group, in your family. Nobody will know more about the dogs than you will. Also, subscribe to uh, Pro Football Focus, the college ratings, the ratings numbers. And you can do that for uh, ugasports.com, about $99 a year, and Pro Football Focus College is about uh, $130 a year. Brent, it's been a great season. I look forward to uh, potentially doing it again next year. Yep. Hey, how have you, how have you felt this week, Dude, champ? I'm telling you, I, I've been – you can't wipe the smile off my face, man. I'm like the sunshine. I'm that, that You can't hide it. I remember when the Braves won like that. I actually felt, you know, there was that just sort of, hey, everything is so just – better yeah like everything tastes better i'm not as stressed (laughs) like all that stuff happens and you know this week i will say this week for me personally i've almost just been more tired yeah because i I watched so much to prepare and wrote and podcast and you know youtube stuff so much to prepare for that game more so probably than i ever have yeah Uh, i've just been taking a breath this week and it's been good to take a breath and enjoy Gradually look back at things, rewatch at my pace because guess what? There's not a game this weekend. That's exactly right. Well, let's uh, let's lunch soon and uh, and hang out and uh, maybe grab a awesome. cold one. But uh, you can call the state of Georgia Title Town. We just bring them home. It is. Just bring them home. Atlanta, Georgia, right? Good, one hundred percent. Atlanta, Georgia is exactly right. That ticks some people off, but it makes me laugh in the because they don't get it. They don't. It's they don't get great. what I'm saying. They don't even get it's what still I'm saying. Great. It's all right, Brent. Make it a great day, man. It's great to catch up with you, and I uh, can't wait to see you soon, bud. Go dogs. We'll see you later, champ. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you soon, bud. Bye bye. Later. 
ThePodcastPark.com is your home for the fans' entire stable of original podcasts. If you're a true Atlanta sports fan, you need to stay connected to shows like Welcome to Madlanta, featuring Atlanta's rich history of sports legends. College football fans will love the Chuck Oliver Show podcast. Two hours of college football talk every day, all year. And baseball fans get to dive into Domino's archive of baseball legends on hardball. Subscribe to all these great shows and so many more anywhere you get your podcasts or stream them free 24-7 at thepodcastpark.com. Presented by Associated Credit Union. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing, or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands, an easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com.